Well, we picked another very surreal movie. <laughs> We're good at that. Yeah. <laughs> Is this the theme for 2019? Just like some really surreal, dark shit? Yeah, probably. I mean, it's a big mood. It feels very 2019. 2019 feels like it's not going to feel like a real year, you know? Yeah. Like, last year, I feel like, wasn't a real year either, though, because no. I don't know what happened to last year. <laughs> True. 2018 honestly felt like it lasted forever and, like, didn't happen at the same time, so... I feel like what it was was the first half of the year took ages. Yeah. And then the second half went by in, like, two months. Yeah, <laughs> it, felt it was like... so fast. And all of a sudden, we're here now, and it's like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. And especially like moving and everything. Like moving took forever and we took like two weeks of a road trip. So of course like the whole beginning of the year felt extra long to me. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But yeah, we're doing time travel shit. Yeah. This is our second time travel movie and they reference Back to the Future in this movie also. Yeah. I kind of actually forgot that we'd done that, honestly. <laughs> like it's been so long. You forgot? <laughs> that's where... Our most one of our most iconic lines comes from that episode. <laughs> That's so true. I need to find a place to put the button that Bonner got me. Yeah, I was just I w I'm looking at it right now. It's on my desk. Uh, one of our previous guests, Bonner Demling, one of my best friends for Christmas, she got both of us pins referencing the Blade Runner episode that say Wyoming is valid. <laughs> I feel like that should be merch at some point in our store. Yeah, do like a cute design for it, like a little yeah. Wyoming logo is going real on. versus Wyoming is valid. Yeah, choose your side. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in a weird mood. This movie, it's just it was a bummer. I knew that it was gonna be a bummer. Yeah, I actually um, wanted to watch this years ago. I made my parents rent it when I was in high school, I think. But that was during my time of like being depressed and not wanting to do anything. Mm -hmm. So they were watching the movie, and I was like. Uh, I don't think I want to watch anything tonight. Um, I'm going to go, you know, read in my room or, like, go on the computer or something. <laughs> yeah, this isn't really, like, a good movie to watch when you're in, like, a dark state of mind. Yeah, so it's probably good that I didn't watch it back then. But yeah. they were like, but you made us rent this. <laughs> we don't care about this movie. You made us rent it. Um, it's definitely, like, uh, one of those movies. I mean, this is a good film, but it was, like, one of those films that, like, back in the early 2000s, you were, like, an edgy teen. You were, like, yeah. all about this movie. Yeah, that was the reason why I wanted to watch it, because everyone was like, Donnie Darko is so good, and, like, it's so edgy, and like Frank is of, so cool. It's, like, yeah. the height of films. Like, there aren't any good films like this. Yeah, I feel like it's a very hot topic movie. It, yeah, it was, and it did really poorly at the box office because uh, one of, it was a low-budget film, but also another one of the reasons was uh, its ads had the crashing engine in it right oh. after 9-11 happened. Oh, so yeah. the ads didn't really run anywhere. So like no one knew the movie was coming out, uh, so it did very badly at the box office. Um, but then it gained resurgence when uh, it was on home video and DVD. And it got, like, a cult following once it was released on DVD. And I, was it released on VHS? Was this post-VHS? No, it was 2001, so yeah, it probably that was, would have been. Yeah, it would have been on VHS then. Yeah. I mean, it would have been both. Like they, they Yeah, it would have been both for sure. I, I, I know as someone whose parent worked at Blockbuster at the time. <laughs> yeah, we, we got a DVD player in, I'm pretty sure, 2001 or two. 
I think the Christmas of 2002. Yeah. And um, it was like a D- DVD-VCR combo. That was the thing you wanted so you could still play both. Yeah. And now those things are like 10 bucks, but I remember it being like the big Christmas present, like the family present <laughs> that we all opened together, you know? Yeah. That's also like a getting a blu-ray dvd that also has like the regular dvd with it so mm-hmm. you can play it on a regular dvd player or your blu-ray player yeah like i just got a um an external blu-ray player for my computer because uh i don't have a blu-ray player on my computer and my laptop doesn't even have a disk drive anymore so yeah that's <laughs> <laughs> mine has one but it's a macbook so it doesn't play blu-rays either so yeah because Blu-rays are weird, and they're still not super supported, I don't think. Yeah, no, they, they're they already kind computers. of, like, out. <laughs> like, yeah. Already, cause, well, because everything's streaming, mostly. But, like, with this movie, um, like, I have Amazon Prime, and I usually watch movies for this podcast through Prime, because a lot of the times they have them for free, because they're older, or um, they'll be through like HBO or Showtime or, or something like that and you can do a free trial which I might have been able to do with Showtime this time but um when I went to the links because I watched it on the computer instead of on the TV uh, it said that they currently couldn't show Donnie Darko because of a deal with their provider or something like that yeah I know uh, Hulu has it maybe that's I, only, why. I only know that because when I looked up to watch it it said you can watch on Hulu, and my free trial for Hulu is over. So, oh damn! I keep they keep sending me a free month trial, and I need to do it so that I can watch everything. I, I guess I could have done that for this, but long story short, it doesn't matter because we both paid to rent it. And then when I was looking up stuff about it afterwards, I found out that it's just posted on YouTube. Like yeah. there's several pirated versions of this movie up on YouTube like, that have been up for years. It's like what a waste of four bucks. Man. <laughs> Like, I'm just so surprised that it hasn't been copyright claimed. Like, apparently the creators of Donnie Darko just, like, fuck heavy with piracy or something. Like, they just chill with it. I mean, that's not a stretch, you know? I mean, I could see Because there's no way that the algorithm hasn't fucking caught it. It's literally just Donnie Darko full movie. That's the title of the YouTube video. Like, you can't tell me that they haven't caught it, you know? Yeah, it actually makes me wonder, like, a while ago, uh, the miseducation of Cameron Post, the oh, whole yeah. thing was on YouTube. I wonder if it's still on there. It might it be. It was an extremely high-quality video, too, actually. Yeah, like, a lot of them end up on in HQ, and it's so weird that it just stays up, you know? I'm always so worried with movies like that that you're going to get, like, halfway through, and it's going to, like, DDoS your computer or something, <laughs> like... We caught you pirating like you're watching stuff on YouTube. <laughs> the the SWAT team bursts through the window. Yeah. <laughs> they come in through the ceiling on ropes. The FBI that's unpaid comes to get you for pirating music because it's really important to stop that kind of crime, right? Yeah. Um, I always buy stuff now, though, so I, I'm being sarcastic, but I'm also supporting people, so don't come for me. Um, so I'm Jackie and I'm Lita and this is Why Haven't You Watched That I have a lot of like like mouth noises going Me on too. today. And I feel I'm like sorry. Yeah, you, you 
you don't. I feel like I do because I'm so thirsty right now. But if <laughs> I, I don't, I don't feel like leaving my room to go get some water. Oh no! <laughs> I was super thirsty last night. It was really annoying. Like I, I drank like three glasses of water when I was going to bed, and I was still really thirsty. You know what? I'm gonna go get some water. Be right back. <laughs> do 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 do. Which version of this did you watch? Because I, th- I watched I w- the theatrical. I def- so did I. And okay. I knew there was a director's Darn. cut that I've actually never seen that explains more of like what's going on in regards yeah. to the time travel. So looked it up. And <laughs> the thing is, every site that is like, this is analysis, they make it sound way more complicated than it actually right i see that's the impression that i had going into this movie i was like people make this sound much more complicated than it is and i know that it's not going to be like it was a little confusing but i feel like not if you try to rub your two brain cells together you know you can get the gist of this even without any supplemental material or the director's cut or anything like that. I feel like... They're literally I, I, talking about time travel the whole fucking movie. Like, yeah, you know it's it, time travel. Yeah, you know what it is? You, if, you, if you're paying attention, you can figure out basically what happened. If you don't have, like, the exact terminology the book and the movie uses. I, fe- yeah. I, I haven't seen the director's cut, so maybe this isn't a fair thing to say, but I feel <laughs> like in if any long explanation like this would feel too exposition-y. You know what I mean? It would be mm-hmm. too much of an info dump, and it would just make the movie drag, is my opinion, without having seen it. <laughs> yeah. Again, disclaimer, but that's just what it feels like to me. Well, and- I found I found a page that compares like all of the changed scenes and all of the longer scenes, and it seems like a lot of it is just the scene is a little bit longer. You see him laughing for longer. You, like you know there's a longer shot of a hallway or something and yeah. then there are a couple of scenes that uh got cut out of the theatrical version like they get assigned watership down to read in uh drew barrymore's class and i think that that whole part is cut out and you just get more like background info on some of the characters too i think yeah but. i feel like i mean again i do like this movie and i think it's good and i think that it does raise, like, some interesting questions about free will. But I feel like a lot of the people, again, the edgy teens who mm-hmm. watched this in the early 2000s tried to make themselves seem more, like, intelligent and deep. And like, <laughs> oh, man, I get this because I'm all the time travel. It's so complicated and I'm so smart. Like, it's not, it's not that complicated, guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like it's also kind of um, because he is a troubled and misunderstood boy who's also like a genius and so is his sister like his sister's going to harvard and he has formidable test results so i think that a lot of those types of people see themselves in Mm. him like i'm misunderstood but i'm so smart and i understand things and i used to be like that kind of person yeah (laughs) i feel like yeah this is very a a very teen angsty kind of movie yes with time travel (laughs) and there's a lot of sound bites and quotable stuff of like oh, yeah. you know how how exactly does one suck a fuck yeah <laughs> i've seen that scene so many times before like gift and clips yeah. of it and pictures of it and yeah like it does have like uh really memorable lines and scenes like uh, yeah 
I think you're the fucking antichrist. Yes, that, that's I, like I've seen that's that like too. the daydream of like every single person who's had to sit through <laughs> shit like that. Yeah, <laughs> the being able to tell those people off to their face. Yeah, and um, every living creature on this earth dies alone is a. It's in the beginning of a like a techno song <laughs> that I know of. Great um, soundtrack, by the way. Spilling blood. Yeah, it is a pretty good soundtrack. Apparently, they changed some of the songs uh, in the director's cut too, and I'm not really sure why. Hmm. Um, but you know, you obviously have Mad World, which is like that is been like, parodied a bunch. It's been parodied a bunch. It's also the ultimate. Uh, sorry, the ultimate sad drunk song. For oh me. yeah. Yeah, I've been at a party having a great time, and then all of a sudden, it's like, do, 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 and like you kind of like zoom out of yourself, and you're like, oh no, here it comes. We were at a sushi place one night, and they started playing it, and like everything else they'd been playing had been poppy and like upbeat and everything, and then it's just Mad World, and I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> everything just got hella depressing. Yeah. I think that my mom actually bought the soundtrack of this because she liked that song yeah. and she liked some of the other music in Something it. Something I had completely forgotten, actually, because it's been years since I've seen this movie, is that it takes place during the 80s. For some yeah. reason, I thought, you know, it took place around the time the movie was made, but no, it takes place in 1988. And yeah. I think one of the reasons I didn't realize is because, one, I forgot, like, the titles telling the dates in between, and two, I didn't know who Michael Dukakis was. <laughs> The first time I saw this yeah. film, no one remembers him. <laughs> well, he would have been running Dukakis. against Reagan or no Bush. George H. W. Bush. Yeah. yeah, I literally, me and Chris just had we were talking about presidents, and I was just trying to remember the timeline of all of them, and I completely forgot Carter and <laughs> poor Jimmy. Um, <laughs> I think Gerald Ford was before him. Yes. I completely forgot the two of them because I was like, okay, so I know JFK and Johnson, and then at some point there's Nixon and Reagan and Bush and Clinton and Bush and Obama and he who must not be named. Yes. But I completely forgot the two in the middle and, you know, Rwanda. <laughs> <laughs> but. Oh, well, the 70s were kind of like, you know. <laughs> there's also one of the presidents that I swear to God I've never even heard his name before. What was his name? Chester something? Uh, I know who you're talking. About. See, we we don't like. I feel. Oh uh, man, I feel so bad for like the presidents. Nobody remembers. <laughs> it's Just, like you were the leader of this entire country, and literally nobody today knows your name. That's Chester like, Arthur. I yeah. really hope that that's what happens with Trump. To be honest, uh, I I actually don't think so. Just because he's fucked up. Yeah. So much shit. Yeah, I know. Ugh. Anyway, the other um, lot of them that we just don't remember. Uh, so Seth Rogen's in this movie, and I he... didn't remember that either. There's a lot of people in this movie that I didn't know were in it or didn't remember, and also I just fucking hate Seth Rogen. I'm sorry. Like you, you like you, you hate him. Yeah, like I just don't. I don't like his whole thing. Like I don't like his whole stick. his whole shtick. Yeah, and he's always a dick in and anything that he's in. Even if you're supposed to like him, he's still a little bit of a dick, and I'm just like, I don't like that. Well, you at know? least in this one, he was like just a straight-up bully. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I love that they had the like pantyhose on their faces or whatever, and he immediately takes it off for some reason. <laughs> like, why, did you, why are you hiding your face and you immediately take it off when you see other people? And why were <laughs> the, they there? Yeah, why were they there? That's never really explained. I guess they were just there to 
destroy like, stuff or something. And stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were like, no, they weren't the ones making fun of her before. Uh, Donnie's friends were when they were watching her go back and forth to the mailbox. Yeah. Yeah, and that's like another thing, like a. For those of you at home who maybe haven't, like, seen the director's cut and don't know, like, the whole explanation, like, the whole thing is basically Donnie is in a time loop that he needs to close, and, like, like everyone in the film is, like, the manipulated living, and the old woman is, like, walking back and forth to the mailbox because she's the author of that time book and also because she's old and also because she's, like, waiting for Donnie's letter to come in the mail is the whole thing with that. Like, she's yeah. not just, like, some crazy old lady walking back and forth. Like, there's a purpose behind it. But, yeah, like, the whole thing is he has to get the engine back to the primary universe because they're in an alternate tangent universe and when there's an alternate universe it's unstable and creates a black hole which would mean the end of the universe yeah and and there might be aliens like that might be what caused it right yeah i don't think that part's really explained at all we're supposed to know why this happens it just happens and because the way to close it is for him to die then Everything has to be manipulated, so he makes the choice yeah. to die. And, like, it's kind of implied at the beginning of the movie that's happened before because he's just, like, lying face down in the road laughing, laughing like he does at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And, but it failed because he is too scared to die alone. Mm-hmm. But, Vince, like, a, the Frank bunny dude... And, like, everything else happens to conspire to make him want to save Gretchen and his family. Mm-hmm. So he sacrifices himself. So you see, yeah. guys, it's not actually that fucking complicated. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think that the thing comes in where people are like, oh, maybe he's just schizophrenic and maybe there's not time travel. But I think that it's, like, the, the creators purposely left it a little bit ambiguous. But I yeah. feel like... It's pretty obvious. It is obvious. I mean, that it's you, supposed to like they wrote it with more specifically the time travel part in mind. Yeah. Like they wrote it with that in mind, and were like, "Oh, it could also be interpreted this way." Yeah, you know. And I think at the end, where everyone like the montage of everybody's faces and stuff, like there's some vague memory of like the previous timelines, and like yeah, it's shown because how Frank it's touches his eyes and. All that stuff. So it, it's implied that, yeah, it was time travel. And this is kind of... I mean, I do like this movie, but I feel like you can... It's a bit iffy sometimes to kind of treat mental illness as mm-hmm. like, oh, it really was happening mm-hmm. this whole time. And, and we've talked about that before. Yeah. Like, I agree. I would prefer to think of it as the time travel is happening, even if, like you know, eventually the creator comes out and says, oh, no, just kidding, he was schizophrenic. Like, I prefer to think no, of it I mean, no, that, the time travel way. I, I, I don't even agree with that interpretation of it as the whole thing. Yeah. Like, and I don't really even really think this movie is, like, being like, oh, man, if you you're, some wacky stuff's happening to you and you're in therapy and your therapist tells you you're a paranoid schizophrenic, maybe it all really is real. I don't really think that's what the movie's going no. for, but, like... Unfortunately, I think sometimes that's the message people who are already mentally unstable might take from stuff like this. Yeah. I think that it's also just kind of offensive sometimes to always have that, like, reality versus non-reality, but it always stems from mental illness, and I just don't know about all that. (laughs) Yeah. 
like this isn't something that this film touches on another thing in that same vein that bothers me is that whole i even say this as someone who really like two of films i really like kind of play with this theme is like having to go crazy in order to be a good artist Mm -hmm. (laughs) and the two films i'm talking about are black swan and whiplash yeah um which is a really harmful thing (laughs) yes like the people that say oh well Van Gogh wouldn't have made such beautiful art if he hadn't been sick when all of his really good art was made when he was having treatment and when yes. he was feeling better. Yeah. So we would have had way more beautiful art by Van Gogh if he hadn't been ill. Yeah. You it's know, just, it's it's really harmful and just like not true. <laughs> yeah. It's not. Like and the- also like fuck you. Like it's not your responsibility to say like yeah like it, it's not it's not your place to say something like that. You know. It like, isn't and. I think someone's mental well-being is more important than, like, you know, if they made, like, a good painting or wrote yeah. a good song or something like that. Like, exactly. there's plenty of people out there to make great paintings and songs and books and poems, you know? It's, yeah. There's, we're not in short supply of it. <laughs> if a masterpiece never gets made because somebody got medicated, which is, you know, like, not actually what would happen. Like, if somebody's talented enough to make something a masterpiece, they're probably going to do it more likely if they yeah. have been medicated. But it's just... It, yeah, it's... Uh... But anyways, um, so, like, what I don't really... Th- I think that when you start to break down the time travel aspect of it, it kind of doesn't add up yeah yeah it doesn't add up because so we're talking about he's probably been in a loop and he's probably done this multiple times right yes because they eventually then send frank and all of the other stuff to try to to get him to do it correctly the right way yeah but the thing is he has to get the jet engine back to the right timeline but why was it ever in a different timeline that's the part that's not explained is the whole thing and and it doesn't make it doesn't make sense when you look at it from the time travel aspect because if he in an original timeline wasn't in his bedroom and a jet engine did fall on him then he just wasn't supposed to die right but well if he was in it wouldn't he have just died and then the loop would never have happened? No, I think what it is is the fact that they're like the engine is more just the way to fix it. It's not what causes the tangent universe. The tangent universe was created by something. Okay. And then you have to fix that. And because otherwise there's going to be a black hole. And so the jet engine is the artifact according to the lore of the time travel book. Because time travel is like, um, the two elements of it are like metal and water or something. And so that engine has to crash there and kill him. But the time, the loop that we start the movie out with... It is the tangent universe because he doesn't die. And so they have to go back and make sure he does die. Because but, he failed the last time. Because he didn't want to die. Yeah. So and, they have to make sure he wants to sacrifice himself. So they have to try it again. And they have to keep trying it until it works. Otherwise, yeah. everything is just, like, done. Because, like, Frank is what kind of lures him out of the house so that yeah, he doesn't die. Yeah, so Frank died so in a of... previous attempt to close the time loop is why he's yeah. there. Because he's the manipulated dead. 
Yeah. I don't know. It's it just that part still I think that Yeah, that part's confusing, I will admit. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't really um like add up as perfectly as I think that it, it could. It doesn't. I, it's very hard to write time travel. Yes. Stuff. It I is. feel like like Harry Potter I'm I'm iffy on the new stuff with Harry Potter, but one thing I will say is the third book dealt with time travel perfectly. Mm-hmm. In my personal opinion, where everything happens the exact same way both times. Yeah, because it's like a circle. Yes. I I prefer that variation on the theory as well. Yeah. I like my spirograph theory that I think I've talked about before. <laughs> There's a lot of people in this movie. There's Patrick Seth Rogen. Patrick Swayze, who I constantly forget is dead. Yeah. Um, Ashley Tisdale from oh, High School yeah. Musical oh, is in yeah. it for a minute. Um, <laughs> the little girl that is asking Patrick Swayze something. I don't remember what she asks. Drew Barrymore is in it and is the executive yeah, producer. Her, yeah, it's her production company. Which I just completely didn't know. Gina Malone. Yeah. And who else? Um, <laughs> this Ma- is probably Maggie Gyllenhaal, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the girl, Devay Chase, is the little sister, and she was the voice of Lilo, and Aww. she's uh, the girl from The Ring. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> uh, who else? Um, the the professor that he talks to about time travel, who, why is he working at a high school when he's a professor? <laughs> he's, he's fallen on rough times, man, you know? <laughs> That's why he's so worried about his he job. Did, he didn't have tenure. He got fired. What are you going to do? <laughs> uh, he was in that librarian's movie or the uh, librarian or whatever. That nobody uh, saw. I mean, <laughs> I, I saw <laughs> They made a show of like based on that movie, like a TNT show or something. Yeah. Um, I mean, He's cute. I think that he's a yeah, cute Yeah, he is dude. cute. Yeah. Uh, I think he was also on ER, but who watches ER? Besides many people. <laughs> Besides a lot of people. It's only been on the air for like 20 years. Yeah. Who watches it? <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was cool how many people there were in it. And um, Jake Gyllenhaal is really hot in this movie. And I hate that I think that because he's also like super creepy and psycho and he plays it really well. No, wait, Jake in Psycho? That's Christian Bale. That's not no. Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, no, I, I said he's creepy and psycho. Oh, oh! I thought you were saying like he's creepy and American Psycho. <laughs> and also, I was like, I was like, that's a different guy. <laughs> and also, Psycho is Anthony Perkins. Yeah, American I was Psycho is like my brain Bale. was like, is Psycho? Wait, no. <laughs> Does she mean American Psycho? Also, this other actor. <laughs> no, Jake Gyllenhaal in this particular. Oh yeah. Movie. Yeah, when like, he's like having I'm... the sequences with Frank, he is really fucking creepy. Oh yeah. Yeah. And he's even like off putting as as his like normal teenage self too. Yeah, he is. Yeah. But he's also like pretty cute. He got cute ears. I don't know why I think that, but <laughs> I think I think he's I think he's pretty cute here. Like I I I'm not that into it in this movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he doesn't really do anything for me like in other stuff that I've seen him in, but yeah. he, he's a, he is a, he is a handsome man, though, mm-hmm. I will say. Uh <laughs> I keep forgetting too it's time travel it's altering our memories yeah it is um all of the other white boys in this movie look like they were Taylor Lautner rejects <laughs> I remember thinking about 
that about one particular person I saw in this movie too, and I don't remember what who was the character, but I was like, this dude looks like Taylor Lautner. Like, what is this? I think it's the one bully. I'm pretty sure, right? Probably, probably. Yeah, I, I feel like, ugh, man, this movie feels like a, another one that feels like a dream. It feels like a really weird dream that you have, like right when you're about to wake up. Yeah. Like in the wee hours of the morning. Because there's so many like bits and pieces of stuff that then carry over into a completely different scene and it's like jarring and but makes sense at the same time you know yeah it's just it's unsettling the the rabbit fucking shit is fucking <laughs> god the face is creepy oh god it's so weird and also like the dude has like drawings of the rabbit face at mm-hmm. the end it's like did you design this costume yourself yeah i mean that's like pretty he, like, impressive <laughs> i think he did i think that he was like really into the his artwork and I think that it looks like um he like welded or something like that. That's really cool. <laughs> like yeah. kudos to you, man. Yeah. It's obviously a reference to like the white rabbit and Alice yeah, in Wonderland yeah, yeah, yeah. and then kind of the rabbits and watership down too. Yeah. Which I own that book and I still need to watch. <laughs> I uh I don't I've never seen or the still need cartoon to read it. and I've never seen I never read it. I never have anything to do with it, but I have a basic idea of what it's about, and I feel like I would just think it's too disturbing. Yeah. You know, kind of like how, like, I think when I was a kid, I saw the Brave Little Toaster, like, once. It, like, <laughs> freaked me out so bad. <laughs> you know, I remember loving the Brave Little Toaster when I was a kid, but I couldn't tell you a single thing. The single only thing, about that movie. thing I remember about that movie is that air conditioner that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Or whatever it was. was It was either a vacuum or an air conditioner. I don't remember what it was. Oh, yeah. But it was like something like that. And I, I just, it freaked me out. That's my only memory of that movie. <laughs> I'm sure it scared me too, but I honestly just don't, I don't remember anything about this, about that movie. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that, that rabbit is really excellent, creepy imagery. Yeah. And that kid has a bright future ahead of him now as a costume designer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, get, and this, I think get this kid a job when he graduates, you know? <laughs> I think that Frank is one of the reasons why it became such a Hot Topic movie, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because, like, that really plays into that whole... Speaking of Hot Topic, Cute, perfect for Hot Topic, you know? The, the, a creepy bunny. That's perfect yeah. for early 2000s goth edginess, you know? Yeah, that was such a thing. <laughs> And at the beginning of the movie, I was like, I like, I I knew that this movie had to do with time travel and like, I knew a lot of different elements of it. But at the beginning, I was like, they're all acting very weird for people that have had an engine fall on their house. Yeah. You know, like. They're like, whelp. They're like, ha ha ha. And they're like, oh, hey, there's Donnie. (laughs) Like, hey, kid. Yeah. Which leads to the whole thing where it's like, it has happened before. And part of them like senses it and that's why they react the way they do and back yeah. when Donnie fixes it in the primary universe they finally have a reaction that like makes sense yeah. <laughs> to the situation although I was a little bit confused at why Gina Malone and the mom stared at each other for so long and then like waved at each other again that's the the memory but, of what yeah happened. yeah but I like maybe in the director's cut they do but did they interact at all when they were going out? I mean, I'm sure that like no, I think they, they, they were aware. They were aware of each other. I, I mean, I don't know. I didn't. Again, I didn't see the director's cut, but I feel yeah. like it's just one of those things. Like they knew about each other. Like, yeah. So like she knew 
Donnie was seeing that girl, and that girl knew she was his mom. Yeah. And that was, like, enough for that uh, connection to happen. Yeah, because I was like, did I just miss a scene where they interacted? But I didn't think that I did. I like that the one girl thinks that feces are baby mice. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they kind of look like it. A little bit, yeah. (laughs) And also, Drew Barrymore is a terrible teacher. She tells her to sit next to the boy you think is the cutest. Like, what the fuck? I mean, I get that it has to do with that whole thing, like, manipulating the situation so those two get together. Yes. But, like, like, first viewing, watching that movie, it's like, wow, this is, like, pure evil. (laughs) Yeah. I knew when that happened, too, like, how she acted as a teacher. Like, I knew that, you know, this is obviously not real or this is a different universe or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Because, like, she was just so, like weirdly calculating and malicious seeming yeah out of nowhere you know it was oh god just imagine <laughs> you like sit next to the boy you think is the cutest it'd be like um Joni oh. move <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she's just like okay I'd be like I'm leaving <laughs> well he's in another classroom so bye <laughs> There was a really cute boy in my last class that accidentally got assigned to me. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. Actually, uh, the the school I went to my senior year, if I had been caught in that situation with the teacher saying, sit next to the boy in the class the cutest, there literally only been, like, one person in the entire school I would have sat next to Ooh. in regards to the guys. Cause the rest a of the harsh bunch of- burn to everybody at the Bellevue High School at Jackie Yeah, I'm sure you. they're all listening to this. <laughs> Every single one of them. But yeah, he was like, he, uh, I forget what his name was because I just called him sexy German guy because he was from <laughs> Germany. <laughs> he was like legit from Germany and he was he was really cute. And so he, he would have been the only one I would have sat next to. <laughs> well, you can just take you and your high standards and just, just I didn't sit have high standards as them. a teenager. That's the whole problem. <laughs> I really did. I do now. It's impossible to woo me. <laughs> Take notes, folks. <laughs> just don't even try. <laughs> yeah, Seth Rogen's like, I like your boobs, and it's just like, ugh. Team I hate him so much, yeah. and I hate everything that that type of person represents yeah. in real life. <laughs> Same, like, because those douchebags are just everywhere. They're, yeah, and, and it's Oftentimes, like, they don't grow out of it. <laughs> no, they don't. They really don't. Everyone always says that they do, and they really fucking don't. Like, once in a while, maybe, but, like, most of the time, they either are exactly the same, or they just learn to couch it in different language. Mm-hmm. Or they're more subtle about it, but their viewpoint hasn't changed. Yeah. Another quote that I like is Smurfette doesn't fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a great oh man, that's a great scene. There's a lot there's a lot of really good quotes. Like, okay, also, I seriously doubt your commitment to sparkle motion. Yes. When the dance troupe was up there and it said sparkle motion, I wrote in my notes, I seriously doubt your commitment to sparkle motion because I thought that it was a line from a Twilight parody. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's so funny that sparkle motion is that. Like, I don't know why I thought that. Because I mean, I'd heard it before. I mean, and it was I, probably used as a joke for Twilight. I mean, probably. But. Probably. But then when she said it, I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Iconic. <laughs> and then I snorted when um, Donnie took Charita Chen's earmuffs and then he was wearing them in the very next scene. Like, I actually, <laughs> like, bodily snorted at it. I was like, <laughs> 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 um, Yeah, that was cute. 
That was funny. I didn't really like... I mean, there might have been something I missed. I didn't really understand the whole point of her character. To yeah. To be quite honest. She didn't really seem to do much of anything. Except yeah. kind of like be there as kind of like... I'm trying to like... like is she like... Basically, like, externalization of how alienated he feels. I don't. I don't really know. <laughs> like I said, I hadn't seen this in years, and I because swore she did something. Like she was part of something having to do with the time travel thing. She did some small yeah. thing, but like I was watching it again, I was like, she doesn't. Nothing happens with this character. I don't understand the point. But yeah, I, guess... I thought that she was too, and then she's got the like binder that has his name on it, and I'm not sure about that. But maybe, maybe because he is sort of remembering in a subconscious way that he's time traveled before he like she's just there for like being a classmate but he tells her like everything's gonna be okay and he keeps telling a lot of people like everything is gonna be okay because he knows subconsciously that he's gonna fix it or go through it again and he wants those people to try to remember what he told them yeah in in like the the real timeline uh, maybe maybe that has something to do with yeah, it. Yeah, that 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 makes sense. Also, I was watching a video and they were talking about one of the third, uh, the third theory on it is him as like a Christ type figure and yeah. her as like an angel type. Uh yeah, because she has the the white dress, yeah, dance thing that she does. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I definitely feel like there. I mean, pretty much anything where anyone sacrifices themselves or is some kind of martyr, there's gonna be like some kind of like Jesus connotations to it in our christian society Mm -hmm. but yeah i I can see that kind of saving yourself for the for to save everyone else kind of thing and it's weird too because like they they go to like a vaguely christian private school it's i I, guess i I can't figure out whether this is like a catholic school or like some kind of evangelical school or something like that i i lean more towards evangelical just because kind of like the because I feel like I mean I could be wrong, but I don't feel like Catholicism has figures like Jim Cunningham. It definitely rang more as like that whole like a uh, big Christianity thing that they have like down in the south or something. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like the the like church megaplexes, that sort of thing. It, yeah, it was that kind of. Thing. I don't I don't feel like Catholics really have those kind of figures exactly. I could be wrong. I'm not religious, so I yeah. don't really have any frame of reference. But yeah. I think it definitely is not this. It's not the same. No, like they don't really have and that Catholic, kind of. Yeah, Catholics. I feel like any like it's a lot more somber, and I don't know. <laughs> it depends, I think, too, and like what culture you're from. Yeah, but, yeah. Because there's plenty of people that are very much into the like wine and forgiveness part of Catholicism. Yeah, if you know what I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> But, I, I mean, just there's a bunch of different ways that people practice. Yeah. Even within specific sects of it. Yeah, so. that's true. But, yeah, I, I agree. He's definitely... And then it's, like, you know, turning up the kitty porn. Um, <laughs> like, that. I just feel like I've heard that about so many fallen celebrities and stuff. Like, they yeah. find them in possession of all this child porn and that, shit. That like, is quite something to think about, though, because it is one negative that happens of him yes. sacrificing himself is that they don't find the kitty porn because his house doesn't get burned. Or I was just gonna say, though, I guess there's like a, in the director's cut, there's like a small part, I think, um, 
maybe not even in the director's cut. I don't know. There, at some point in time, somebody involved with the movie was like, here's this newspaper clipping. It's 10 days after Donnie dies, and it says that Jim Cunningham killed himself uh. because he felt guilty. So I don't yeah. think that that's like the same kind of justice, honestly. It, it is but I don't think it is at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that is one of the bad parts. And also, like, why why was he compelled to do that? And I then just... I guess like his m- vague memory of having to reckon for his actions makes him realize that like it's not worth it, or makes him really well, think about what he's done, or no, he I kills mean... himself as like. What do you mean? Penance. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, Donnie. Like, what? Oh. What is the point of him in the tangential universe, knowing and being compelled to burn the house down when it's just going to be changed? Well, the reason he does that is because because Jim coming. Oh, and then to get the, his to mom get on the to plane. get okay, yeah, to get yeah, to I his mom on the that. plane, so he has more of an incentive to save everybody. Yeah, because that sets in motion the the. Mrs. Farmer is to not go on the trip and for his mom to go instead. Yeah. But couldn't he still just have done the exact same thing with an engine from a plane? No, even it has if to... his mom wasn't on it. Well, it's supposed to give him more reason to save everyone. I think it's also supposed to be it might have to do with that specific plane too. I don't know, but it's supposed to like Yeah, cuz like why would you want to tear off the engine on a plane that his mom's on? I know that at that point, it's supposed to end the tangent, but, like, why does it have to be one that his mom is on when the tangent doesn't have anything to do with his mom being away from the house when the the engine falls? You know what I mean? So it could have just been any plane well, that he ripped the engine off of to, it, it, to end it, the loop. I mean, maybe in one of the other loops, it still, like, like wasn't enough incentive for him to... Because, like, he knows at that point in the tangent universe what he has to do to save everybody. Yeah. And, and so he needs, like, it's like Gre- he needs to save Gretchen, he needs to save his mom, and he needs to save his little sister. So it might have been just one of those people wasn't enough, or, like, maybe Gretchen was the missing piece this time, or one of the other things. So the plane would have crashed and killed his mom and his sister if he hadn't closed the loop? No, because it's... I don't. <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying, though? Yeah, like, yeah. A hole in it, right? Like it doesn't. No, I feel like there is a reason, but I just oh god, because let's 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 Google it. <laughs> so basically, it doesn't matter. I think, and it just was a way to have another scene with them. I'm pretty sure. Like, okay. I mean, I don't think it really matters that it was them specifically on the plane, and it just it doesn't. It's just a thing. It's yeah, just. But a he thing. was like manipulated into. <laughs> putting that situation in motion so i don't yeah it just i don't i don't know it just seems a little bit um maybe somebody listening can explain it a little yeah. bit better but i don't i i looked it up and i'm not satisfied with any of the answers because everyone's saying that it's part of the insurance traps and it just doesn't really make sense to me that like the plane would have to have them on it unless the other lady sparkle motion lady wouldn't have taken them on a plane like if maybe or she, w- or she wouldn't have taken them on the red eye maybe that that might be it but then like planes planes still fly like <laughs> planes are still on a schedule though no like, he does actually know that they're taking the red eye because like, she leaves well, a she, message he, yeah while well, he was making out with his girlfriend yeah she left that message 
so he did hear that. It's not yeah. like he didn't know at all. But, like, my point still being that, like, there would have been a plane there regardless of whether those people were on it or not. Like, it, there would have just been different people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but he So needed, there would have still been a plane. Yeah, he still needed the extra push, which is what I... I'm sticking with that because it makes the most sense. <laughs> but I just don't Otherwise, why, why would Frank manipulate him into putting that whole thing in motion? Like, I just don't know why it makes sense for him to need an extra push to make a plane crash. Because he, he wouldn't do it the other times. They're like, well, let's throw his mother and sister into the mix, man. I don't know. Just but then get it would make it. even less sense to make it crash. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't make sense <laughs> to make it crash because your brother or your sister and your mom are on it. Like, that would make you want to do it less, right? Like, No, that would make you want to save them because in the primary universe, they're not dead. Yeah. But if he just lets the plane crash and doesn't like fit close the time loop but the plane and wasn't crashing like he supposedly ripped off the engine with telekinesis no no the <laughs> literally that's what something i found said i thought it was that like the time shit going on ripped the engine off and he had to redirect it i thought that was what it was maybe okay <laughs> okay because the plane was going over it it was going over the black hole that was appearing uh, in the sky. Okay. So he has to redirect it back into the primary universe. I thought okay. that's what that was. Okay. No, no, no. I get you now. I get okay. you now. I'm literally just going to cut all of that out because... No, leave it in. I kind of forgot. <laughs> <laughs> leave it in, Lita. You're stupid. No! <laughs> Not because you're stupid. Just because... <laughs> just because it's a good discussion because it is confusing <laughs> i mean i kind of like i kind of forgot about the black hole as being like a thing that was actually able to rip things apart because yeah i like immediately watched that video on it after i saw the movie and it was like he used telekinesis to take the engine and bring it to the primary universe and i was like he's got telekinesis now <laughs> okay because he's the chosen one <laughs> <laughs> so i was just thinking like he chose to rip it off and send it there to close the loop. So that's why I was yeah. like, but why would he choose to rip it off now that people he loves are on the plane that he knows? But if he was saving them by redirecting it because otherwise they would have died going down. Now I understand. All right. I, I like how <laughs> I opened this episode with it's not that confusing. And then, like, <laughs> and then I made it confusing. <laughs> Aspects are confusing, but I feel like the general idea isn't confusing, and people also, make like, it sound more complicated than it is. But th there are bits of it that are like, wait, what? I'm also a piece of shit because, like, whenever I watch movies, I'm always like, it's for the podcast. I'm taking notes, but then like, I'm always doing other shit and missing things. Yeah, and I, I usually back it up and watch, but sometimes it's just like I miss something little or I forget about it because my memory is Swiss cheese now. Yeah, so. I, I, I pay attention when I watch them most of the time. I, except for one, like, for, like, stupid ones, then I don't really pay attention as much. Yeah. I'll, like, check social media while I'm watching, like, Anchorman or something. But, like, <laughs> this, I was like, I have to pay attention to this because I don't. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't have a very good attention span, and there's a lot of really long, lingery shots. There are. That are very artistic and pretty, but at the same time, I'm like, can we hurry it up a little bit, please? Yeah. The opening <laughs> shot of this film is great yeah 
that's a great opening shot and also like fucking weird <laughs> which yeah. sets the tone for the movie very well <laughs> i like all of the um i think it's called a hammer shot right when they rotate the camera like that maybe i don't know <laughs> i'm sorry probably <laughs> it sounds right i like all of those though there's a couple of them the when he's getting off the bus yeah. and then um i think at the party at the end um yeah, it's probably it's a loop kind of yeah <laughs> i think it's fun yeah it's good when like a uh, cinematography like ties into like the plot and like uh the themes and stuff like that yeah which i feel like all movies should do right yes yeah i mean generally speaking <laughs> if you want to make a great film all of it should be in service of uh the plot and themes and characters and everything that's going on uh this movie has a sequel <laughs> I've never yeah, seen it. Yeah, Starco. <laughs> yeah. I don't... I never heard... I I feel like it must be bad. Yeah, I never, I've, I've I never heard, heard anything about it, but I feel like it can't possibly be good, because, like, why would you make a sequel to this movie? I don't... But I guess it's for, like... It was for, like, the diehard fans who were, like, so into this, and so yeah. into, like, the time travel theory of it, and, like, all the mechanics of it and stuff. I'm guessing that's who that movie is for and i think that it is devay chase still right as the i think as so. the sister because it's like s darko samantha darko yeah um i'm gonna check it out <laughs> yeah i'm yeah, really it's got trying... two stars on imdb so <laughs> and 13 percent on rotten tomatoes so that doesn't bode well <laughs> oh my <laughs> okay i can't find also if the hammer shot is actually what it's called so <laughs> Spinny shot. <laughs> Type that into Google. <laughs> I keep getting like, my digital camera is taking photos upside down. What should I do? <laughs> it's just, I think it's just called an arc. Any cinematographers who listen to this podcast who probably want to shoot themselves right now, um, <laughs> tweet at us and let us know. Like, I swear that I heard somebody call it that in a movie that I watched or like a like a video about a movie that I watched um, on YouTube like I swear that they called it that kind of shot but who fucking knows mm-hmm. I'm just yeah, I, 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 all I got was that short Marvel film they did a funny thing happened on the way to Thor's hammer because <laughs> <laughs> it was a Marvel one shot <laughs> whatever the important thing is it's a cool shot and it was really well executed, and it goes well with the movie. Yes. The name of it is less important. <laughs> it's important if you're making the movie, <laughs> or if you're doing a serious critical analysis of it, which we are not doing. Yeah. Don't come to this podcast for serious critical analysis. Don't be coming to my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Not if you want real discussion. We literally just talked for like 15 minutes about something that I just categorically did not understand that was right in front of my eyes. No, like <laughs> no, you just saw this movie for the first time. Like yeah. it's you know it's it's definitely a movie you have to watch multiple times in order to like get all the intricacies of because I feel like also like the time travel thing I mean it's an important part of the film obviously but like it's a little more incidental than just, like, um, exploring, like, teen angst and, like, the fear of death and, yeah. like, free will versus determinism, which I thought 
is kind of an interesting thing they play with and they don't answer. <laughs> they don't like I don't I I don't I I feel like I can't really tell whether Donnie has free will or not because he's being manipulated into making these decisions and setting these events in motion, but apparently he's failed at it multiple times. So he does have a choice whether to save the universe or not. I mean, the choice being that like He's just going to keep looping, though. Yeah, if he just doesn't. keep looping. So over it's not and over. really a choice. Like, it's free will in that he could change the way things go every single time, but he can't change the way that. Um, well, it's like, the free will whether to save the universe or not by redirecting the engine, which apparently he failed to do a couple, at least a few times. Yeah, but. If I mean, we're going off the assumption, too, that he's repetitively looped, and maybe that's not actually true, because if the universe is going to crumble, wouldn't it just crumble? No, because instead the, of looping the only back reason around? that Frank is able to be there is because he died in the Tangent universe yeah. one of the other times. So yeah. that's the only reason he's there this time, is to make sure that he like does it right. Hmm and guides him towards doing what he's supposed to do, and that's why he's telling him, hey, hey, man, you know what you should do? You should burn the house down. You know, yeah. that kind of thing. But you know, you know what I'm saying, right, though? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, Because he can choose to not save the world, but then he's just going to end up going back to the beginning of the loop and doing yeah. it again. Yeah. So it's like... It, I, he I, only has free will for as long as it takes for him to figure out that he yeah, only has to, to do this. Yeah, and like then everyone else in the film, too, doesn't really quite have free will either because they're all also manipulating the situation. Maybe we're in a time loop because maybe. I feel like like I remember things differently than they've actually happened No, that's sometimes. just that's just the fault of human memory and that's not a time loop. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of it. <laughs> or maybe oh us calling it the fault of human memory is a cover for it being a time loop. Yeah, you know, <laughs> who knows? Ugh. That's totally what's been wrong with me for the last year is that I'm in a time loop. God, I really hope honestly we're it not feels like it. I, I hope <laughs> we're not in a time loop. Uh, <laughs> I just, oh god, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, we all have to redo Trump's presidency. Yeah, like, we got it, someone's got to. If, if listen, man, if there's anyone to fucking time travelers out there, fucking fix that shit, man. Yeah, Christ. I mean, maybe fix Hitler first, but. Yeah. And, like, all of those other people like that. Yeah. Like, are we in the primary universe or the tangent universe? Honestly? This universe feels pretty fucking We are unstable. in the darkest timeline, We are. So. I, I don't know if this is quite the darkest timeline. It is definitely no. on one of the darker sides. Yeah. It's I mean, darkest a... timeline would be, like, literally every country is just, like, in a state yeah. of, like, yeah, we absolutely no society, you know? I mean, like, we might wind up there in, like, 30, 40 years. Like, children of men. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, children of men is the darkest timeline. We're not in that timeline. Yeah. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> uh, who knows what the future holds? Anyway, um, so back to the free will thing. Um, like, I like how they, uh, he also talks about that with the teacher as well. It's like, but if you stay within God's channel or whatever it is that he talks about, it's like, you can see your future, but you can still stay along it, but you're still time traveling. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of like the crux of it, where it's like kind of both at the same time. True. Where like, if you choose to veer off it it like ruins everything which is what happens when he doesn't if he doesn't fix the time loop 
Mm -hmm. But he's still deciding to not blow it all up. But it's also not much of a choice. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Getting philosophical here on the podcast. (laughs) I'm just trying to think of, like... (laughs) I, I don't really have a lot more notes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like that whole thing also ties into whether, like, I, I, I would want to have that discussion. I feel like we're both like, yeah, free will exists because God probably isn't real. You know, it's like, there isn't really much of a debate between yeah. us to happen about that because our views on that are pretty much the same. But if there was time travel, which, like, again, probably not real, no. um, and it existed like this, like, because this movie, I think, can still exist. The argument for whatever is manipulating things it could still be argued that it's not God; it's something else. Yeah. So I, I think I guess that it would still be like in universe the same question, like yeah. whether or not there's free will, or even or even you know? just like in general in life too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm pro free will over here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't buy into that God's plan stuff. Yeah, no, I don't either. No. I feel like if there is any kind of creator out there or any kind of thing, they've just kind of, like, left left. us to our own devices and they don't meddle in our affairs. (laughs) Yeah, that's, like, the, (laughs) um... just kind of, like, you know, just like when you put the Sims on autopilot, you know, you just kind of let them do what they do. (laughs) And maybe you'll you'll throw a couple things at them just to see what happens, but other than that, you're not really controlling things. (laughs) I think that that's more of the theory that I prescribe to, like, being more agnostic. Like, if there is, that's kind of what I would think, yeah, too. That, yeah. And I think that's deism. Um, there might be another name for it, too. Yeah, de- deism, but. yeah, I think that's pretty much the crux of deism, is that, like, there is a god, but it's not, it, no, it, there isn't that much level of control going on. And we have to, we are the arbiters of our own destiny, kind of thing. Yeah. Like, you build the clock, and you wind it up, and you let it run. Exactly. And it goes on its own. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My Sims <laughs> don't do well without direction. Yeah, I mean, we don't also don't do well without direction, so. I think about that, like, I've been getting back into playing Sims 4, and every time I have to, like, like cancel their action to like cry in a closet and make them go eat instead i'm just like honestly this is just too true to life sometimes <laughs> yeah that is really real like uh, I've, o- I've only played the sims 4 a few times but like uh one of the times i made myself in it and i went on a few dates with a girl and she started flirting with someone else right the fuck in front of me and like, my sim was sad for days. <laughs> it was, like, rude. I'm right here. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I'm still dating her in the sims. I'm sorry. <laughs> my... I made me and Chris, and I got cats and dogs, so I made Evie. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not playing the household. I just made them be, like, townies, right? Yeah. And I just went to manage households earlier today, and there's three more dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this, this is what it's like to be God. Like, you leave them alone <laughs> for five seconds. They fucking got depression. <laughs> and they got three new dogs. It's like, what happened? <laughs> I did, god like, damn a, it i did 
did like a double take on it. And I was like, why do we have four dogs now? <laughs> did, did Evie have puppies or did you guys just get more dogs? No, it's like strays that they took in. They're all different looking. <laughs> That's great. Oh my god, my face hurts. <laughs> also, <laughs> there's a lot of mods, and I've been downloading a ton of CC and, and mods and stuff, but a lot of them are um, outdated because of a, a um, recent patch or something, and so I keep getting like failures and having to go through my CC folder and like take things out and try to fix it, and um, there's like a a mod for like nudity and like realistic sex and stuff yeah. and I had it and it was honestly like too freaky <laughs> like I had to take it off because it was honestly like disconcerting <laughs> people on the internet are really horny <laughs> yeah and there's also like a drug mod and then there's just like random ones too that are like um you have a better smartphone so you can like have more realistic smartphone interactions or something like that and mm. yeah I, I only had mods on The Sims 2. Like, I had, like, a teleportation mod. Oh, and, yeah. like, a bunch of other ones. And then when I got The Sims 3, like, I couldn't use those mods anymore, on, obviously. So mm -hmm. I was like, I can't make them teleport. Well, then what the <laughs> fuck's the point? <laughs> At least they had cars in Sims 3. They don't in Sims 4. Yeah. I think it's... Yeah, they did. I have a Sims 3. Apparently I own it on Origin. And I like don't I, I own a physical copy of The Sims Three that I'm staring at right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sims Four. The only reason I got it is because they were having like a huge sale and it was only ten dollars. I was like, well, yeah, you know, why, why wouldn't I get it? <laughs> I really wanted to buy cats and dogs, and I was really tempted to go through one of those sites that sells like really discounted codes for stuff. But I was like, I don't really want to give them even my paypal information yeah um and then after like i like almost went through with it and then they sent me an email that was like you still have items in your cart because i'd like signed in oh, i hate like, that i hate it's so creepy uniqlo does that too and i'm just like sephora does I'm, it like, i'm not even logged into your site and somehow you know like that my ip is linked to this email address yeah, through it you is. or something it's like really invasive yeah and it's like that's what whenever people get mad about like the new regulations for cookies and stuff in in europe i'm like well it might be a good thing you know because <laughs> it's kind of creepy like i don't think you should be able to email me based on things in my cart when i'm not even signed into your website but yeah anyways i just gave in and was gonna buy cats and dogs full price but origin does this thing where they bundle products mm. so you can get like an expansion pack a game pack and a stuff pack and then it's like the price of an expansion pack or whatever so i did that, that so i got like much more worth it yeah exactly so i was like okay i don't feel as bad i'm not buying just one thing yeah you know for that price so yeah. i'm sure it's gonna go on sale like next month yeah yeah that's <laughs> always what happens like i remember when i was a kid like do you remember the ramona quimby books yes all right so the there was the fourth one ramona's world and I was so excited. It was hardcover and it was like expensive. And I was mm -hmm. like, I'm going to wait till it's on paperback. It'll be any day now. And it was like two years had gone by. It felt like <laughs> at least. And like it still was in hardcover. And then my mom was like, you know, let's just get it. And then a month later, it was in paperback. I was like, are you yep. fucking kidding me with this? Yeah, they, they wait for me timeline. to buy it specifically. <laughs> they were like tracking you. 
Yeah, see, Jackie, this is what the library is good for. You could have read it and already had read it, and then if you wanted to own it still, you could have bought the I, paperback whenever it did come out. I, the strange thing is, even given as much as I read as a kid, I was obsessed with reading. I had so many books. I still have so many books. I didn't really like the library. It smelled weird. <laughs> I didn't enjoy it. And I would you take- just need to go to a new library, probably. Like, you probably, the last time you were in a library was probably, like, when you were younger and you don't like no. that specific one. Well, no. Like, I'm, I'm even just talking. And also, just, like, I like owning things. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I liked being able to go back and reread stuff whenever I wanted and not have to be, like, on a waiting list or have yeah. to, like, read it within a certain amount of time. It's like, don't try to schedule my life. <laughs> I will read this whenever I feel like. And also... I mean, when I was a kid, I read things a lot faster. Now it takes me much, much longer to read a yeah. book. So it's like... Yeah, yeah, I do feel that. It's it's so much easier now, though, because everything is online. And with the Seattle Library, I can, like, check off all the books that I want to read and act like it's Goodreads and be like, I want to read this. So, like, hold this in my list yeah. so that when it's time for me to want to read it, like, when I have time, I can put a hold on it and... I can put a hold on it, even if it's not being used by someone else, and then just go pick it up the next day. Yeah, I did. I did really like the Seattle Library. We would often go there uh, when I when I lived there to mm-hmm. check it out and stuff. That's a very cool building. Yeah, it is. It's one of the reasons why I moved here, honestly. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so yeah, I go there a lot. There's a bunch of other branches too, and I haven't been to. I haven't been inside of any of the other branches, but. I plan to eventually. When I was a kid, the primary reason I went to the library was to use the computers to play Carmen San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the main reason I would go. It was right next to uh, the high school. And oh yeah. When I was a kid, I would like go there and be and like I would get pissed off when like all the computers were taken. I was like, I gotta <laughs> fucking play Carmen fucking San Diego. God damn it, old man, get off the computer. <laughs> Old man, stop talking to your grandchildren through email who love you and live in a different state. <laughs> um, they had Oregon Trail. I, really I mean, I was always there. fucking jazzed for the Scholastic Book Fair. That was my oh, fucking shit. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, my God. That reminds me. I was telling Chris a story about the Scholastic Book Fair earlier, and I need to finish because we got interrupted by puppies. So um, We were talking about S. Darko, and DeVay Chase was in that movie, too. And I don't think that any of the other original people were in the movie. Like, I don't even know if her parents were in the movie. So I'm not really sure what the uh, plot line would be, you know? Like, Ooh. is she dealing with how her um, her brother's dead, I guess? I don't know. All right, it's seven years after, and she's on a road trip to become a professional dancer. <laughs> <laughs> and their car breaks down, and she starts sleepwalking. And I guess some weird time stuff happens to her, too. Interesting. And there's, like, a meteorite this time instead of <laughs> a plane engine. <laughs> uh, whatever. It just seem, it seems like a retro of the exact same movie. <laughs> oh, no, the writer... Donnie Darko's writer and director, Richard Kelly, has stated he had no involvement with S. Darko. So... Really? He had nothing to do with it. Oh, yeah, okay. And he, like the director of it, he said he was an admirer of his film. He hoped to create a similar world of blurred fantasy and reality. Interesting. 
So yeah, well, so they, he had nothing to do with it, <laughs> which makes sense. Which makes sense. I was getting sad. I was like, why is the director like doing like what sounds like a really similar movie as a sequel? Yeah, <laughs> but it wasn't him. So all right, <laughs> it's a requel. <laughs> a requel. Yeah. So lots of time travel nonsense. I got a little bit confused. So. I mean, it, um, again, it is also your first time seeing it. So. Yeah. I feel like I'm less confused than a lot of other people probably yeah. were the first time seeing it, though. Like, because it really isn't that confusing. There were just a couple of things that I was, like, nitpicky about. And then I was like, yeah, oh, that, wait, when I missed, you were get, like, When you were getting, like, deep into it and trying to figure out, like, the logistics, it's like, wait, what is this? Yeah. As opposed to, like, just getting the general gist of it. I don't feel, if you're paying attention at least to what's going on, it's not, like really all that difficult yeah and i feel like um what he says during the class um destruction is a form of creation i feel like that's like one of the central yeah that's one of the central themes, themes. to it too well i liked it it was pretty good i'll probably watch it again and make chris watch it with me and then he'll hate it because he hates movies like this Aww. um Boo, chris. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> um yeah it's it was interesting yes yeah. I do like this movie. It's not something like I was ever like super into because yeah. uh, I did I didn't watch it when it came out. I wa- I did watch it in high school though. I wouldn't have understood this as an eleven year old. Um, but, um, yeah. Uh, and it it would have been a bit too intense. But like I remember liking it and then kind of souring on it after like people getting like super like fucking pretentious about it mm-hmm. and being like I'm like well it wasn't that good and then like and then just kind of like not watching it for a long time and then like swinging back around it's like it is, it is very unique yeah it's a unique film and I being wish made in the early unique. 2000s that's pretty because I feel like a lot of movies made in the early 2000s were very Suck. paint by numbers yeah. um whereas this had like its own unique uh feel to it and its own like unique perspective yeah and unique storytelling devices i wish that we got more movies like this now instead of all of the reboots and and sequels yeah i mean i i I feel like originality i definitely feel like movies tend to go through cycles Mm -hmm. in terms of like what's popular and it's just going to take a few films that are not remakes or sequels to do extraordinarily well at the box office to make studios feel like they're worth risking it again. Mm -hmm. But we just have to wait, unfortunately. Uh, Until then, we're stuck with Disney live-action remakes. (laughs) My god. They cancelled a couple of them already. Yeah. I don't know what... I don't know. I don't know. I... uh, It's just money. Like, that's... I know. And it sucks because it's like, when they run out of ones to remake... They're just gonna. They're gonna re- remake them again. <laughs> They're gonna remake them again, and it's like this is not a sustainable business model, you guys. <laughs> no. And like I saw a post um about Into the Spider Verse and how everyone's so glad that it's an animated movie that celebrates the medium and yes. actually does animation in an artistic way. Yeah. Whereas all of these other animating studios are just constantly in competition with each other to try to make the most realistic looking yeah, characters di- and like the programs just to animate the hair. And it's like, that's all amazing and nice. And like, it's really cool. And I'm not taking away from, you know, that aspect of it, but there's definitely that level of 
artistry in the medium that's lost when yeah, there you're is, trying it, to make like it a, so realistic. Yeah, it's a bit of a soul is lost. And, like, it, this is off topic, but yeah, Into the Spider-Verse, great, the animation is fucking amazing. And yeah. the fact that it melts different animations together is what makes it really, really cool to watch. <laughs> I, I just saw it for the second time, so... <laughs> <laughs> this uh, has been the Why Haven't You Watched That podcast. Like I mentioned before, uh, please tweet at us how wrong we are at uh, YWT <laughs> Podcast. Please, um, actually us. <laughs> Be like, oh, actually, the time loop has to do with the... Please send us nerdy shit so we can ignore you. And... <laughs> And, uh, if you send us nerdy shit respectfully on this movie, yeah, I will yeah. listen to yeah, it. Yeah, respectful, respectful dialogue appreciated. Yeah, because I know that I was being a little bit stupid you, because you I, I've been in a weird stupid. mood. You were not. I've being been in stupid. a weird mood today, so I was. I was a little bit. Weird my brain mood, wasn't. Weird mood aside, you were not being stupid. Okay. Again, it was literally your first time watching this, yeah. and the thing you were confused about is like a legit thing to be confused about. So, yeah, like you know, I was confused trying to talk about it. So like, <laughs> I just feel like my brain isn't like locked and loaded right now. Like it's not like secure in my skull. There's like a latch yeah. open. Yeah, I know that feeling very well. <laughs> That's how I felt all day. So you know, <laughs> uh, well, you wouldn't have known. <laughs> and no, I'm serious. And also, uh, please rate and review us on iTunes. And if you didn't know, we're also on Spotify. So if you've been listening to us somewhere else and you're like, man, I wish these guys were on Spotify. I would listen to all the episodes multiple times if they were on Spotify. You can go <laughs> do that. Thanks for listening. I'm Jackie. I'm Lita. And this is why haven't you watched that? <laughs> <laughs>